What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Andres, and we are back with episode 43, the last episode of the year. And today, along with my co-host, Eric. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. This is the first one we've ever done in the morning. So usually we do it like 7, 8 p.m. Now it's 9 a.m. I'm a little tired, but, you know, we move. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to get this episode out because we did promise that it would happen um, before the year ended. Um, we got a couple fire topics to talk about. But first, we got to talk about Mr. Pele. Um, you knew this was coming, I'm not going to lie. But, like, whenever you see someone, like, famous pass away, it's just like, holy shit. Like, it's like a, like a hero, you know what I mean? Like, when Bill Russell passed away, the same thing happened, I feel. Like, everyone knew that, like, he was on, like, his last days. But, like, you just don't want to see that happen. And not going to lie, reading the reading the news got me, got me crying a little bit. And it was like pretty sad, you know, because like he's literally one of the pioneers of the game. He literally made the the number 10 shirt what it is today. People have heard about the number 10 shirt, but when you saw Pele play, it was just like something, something new, you know. And a lot of people don't like to give credit to him because he only played in Brazil or whatever in the USA. But like he was he was a special player. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are going to discredit his, his second World Cup because he was like injured. He only played in two games or whatever. But brazil at the 1970 world cup man there's archives on youtube that you could watch them play it was just the the, the traditional jogo bonito so um hopefully his family is at peace the thing that i did like about this is gonna sound pretty fucked up but i'm glad tmz didn't cover it you know like his family was the one that reported his death his family got closure from like everyone same thing with chadwick bozeman when he passed away two years ago like tmz didn't report it like it was his own family putting out the news so that i will say that props to their family for like being there with them in his final days and stuff and it's pretty sad you know um everyone dies of cancer every single year and um what happened with Pele was he had a cancer that was no longer treatable so think about that for a second before you complain about your life but nonetheless Eric any words about Mr. Pele um I don't know I feel like whenever I think of Pele I kind of think of the same thing as like Babe Ruth like his legacy was just too crazy to even think about like people always talk about how babe ruth was doing all this stuff i know that was like 50 years before even pele but 40 years but still I, like i remember watching victory with my dad before i just like even liked uh footy or anything like that with pele in it and sylvester stallone and all that and that actually movie is part of the reason with pele in it, is the reason i wanted to start kind of watching the sport and stuff and i don't know it seems like everyone like respects pele like Mbappe was posting pictures of him. Liverpool was posting tweets about him. Like, he was the legend of the game. It reminds me kind of how Bill Russell passed away recently in the NBA. Like, it's the same type of thing. Like, the part of the pioneers of the sport, and it's over. Like, I saw the quote that said, I think it was, a, you would know better than me, but I believe it was about Maradona, where he said, uh, we'll play again in heaven, or we'll play in heaven together or something like that. Like, Yeah, he said that I don't when know. he passed away. That's just, I don't know. He's a legend. Um, I hope his family is at peace, like you said. I hope. He wasn't in pain when it happened. Um, I don't know. He'll always be a legend. And I'm sure nobody will ever forget him. It's pretty dope because he was in the hospital for like for like two, three weeks. And he wasn't going to go without watching the World Cup end. So the fact that he waited for the World Cup to end. Um, I know it's still going to be around the holidays. But in a sense, I'm glad that he didn't die on Christmas. Because like mm -hmm. nobody wants to. Like the, the holidays are not to lose family. You know what I mean? Like during Thanksgiving, yeah. during the Christmas time. Which is like the most beautiful time of the year no no pun intended it's the most beautiful time of the year and like obviously you don't want to remember the holidays as like the day when one of your family members passed away but um rest in peace to one of the goats one of the pioneers of of the sport um eric i don't know if you saw this but there was a picture that went around it was like pele muhammad ali michael jordan montana brown kareem abu jabbar bill russell john elway um holyfield king and nicholas all in the same room at msg and I was like, imagine having those guys in the same room. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. But um, that's crazy. I, I said this before the death of Pele even happened. Like, I really want Neymar to win the next World Cup. But now with this happening, I genuinely hope he brings it back to Brazil. It's going to be it's going to be special. But um, we will talk about one more thing about um, Kylian Mbappe at the end of the episode. Now that we're talking about Pele. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk to you about the amazing this is the first time I've said something good about the NBA. The amazing MVP race. And we're here to talk about NFL playoffs Eve Eve. So, Eric, we are in week 17. Obviously, the Texans are not in a position that you want them to <laughs> okay. be because, because you never want to see them tanking. But 
nonetheless, what has been the most surprising thing to you this NFL season? So I would say, okay, I think the obvious answer for me is how the NFC East just has four playoff teams currently. Because I, but, I don't, it, I don't think it'll end with all four making the playoffs. But I will say it's crazy because for the past like four years. I'm a Texans fan, but I don't, a Texans fan, but I don't like hate the Cowboys or anything like that. I don't mind them. But for the past like four years, going into every season, I was like, oh, I think this year the Cowboys could actually look pretty solid. I think this year they could actually make like a deep playoff run, and they never did. This is the first year where I was like, I don't think they look like they have that good of a team. And it's the year that they're looking better than they have in any of the past years. I still will say this. I think at most they win one playoff game because I just don't know if I buy into that team fully. But I think it's just crazy that Giants are far better than I expected. Washington is way better than I expected. The Eagles, I predicted them getting the first seed, but I didn't expect them, or I didn't expect the Cowboys to be this good. Like the fact that all four teams look this solid consistently is pretty impressive to me. And usually you don't see that. And since the NFL only just recently expanded to seven teams, in the playoffs per conference. We've never seen a division have all four teams make the playoffs. So this could be the first time we ever see that. But I, th- I believe Washington and New York play each other or something like that. So it's going to be pretty tough for it all to work out in their favor. No, they, they already did twice. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then maybe it could happen. Well, we'll see. Because the Commanders do play the Browns this week and then they play the Cowboys next week. But That's I, think, okay. I think, um, what's it called? I Like... Everybody's going to have their opinion, but resting the starters never works. You know what I mean? So I don't think the Cowboys are going to rest Dak. I think Dak is probably going to play like the first half and then sit him out. But if the Commanders go 1-1 and and the Packers win both games, I think they get in. Don't quote me. I think they get in. Um, I was looking at playoff scenarios like the whole week because like I'm trying to see like the matchups and stuff to see um, what storylines um, Roger Goodell has in store for us this year. But um, yeah, it's going to be crazy. But... The number one thing that surprised me the most, honestly, I will say, the Cincinnati Bengals, even though they did make the Super Bowl last year because mm-hmm. this year they were playing with a top-heavy first-place schedule. Um, and for those of you that don't know how the scheduling works in the NFL, if you're in first place, <clears throat> you play other first-place teams. Obviously, you have the six divisional games. So, I don't know. It, they were coming off a, a Super Bowl loss. You know, n- normally teams get like hung over and stuff, even if they lose the Super Bowl, unless you're the Patriots, of course, of Tom Brady. But um, the Bengals have looked fantastic this year. Joe Burrow has looked fantastic. He didn't look good the the three weeks that he was without Jamar Chase, but like they they looked good. And can they make it back to the to the Super Bowl? I think they can. I, I think the AFC is between the Bengals, Chiefs, and uh, Bills. Like, I think it has to be there. And I will say the hangover did look like it was happening with them at the beginning of the season because they were struggling a bit to start. I think they were, what, like three and three or something like that? Like, yeah. they weren't looking too hot. And now they're like 11 and four, 12 and four. They, they stepped it up like crazy and looked so much better. And I like that because I do like that team. There's a lot of players on that team I think are likable. I like Jamar Chase. I like Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon has been one of my favorite players for a little while. I don't know. I, I think... I wouldn't want to play that team in the playoffs. I'll just say that. And I will be pretty surprised if we see any of those three teams I said, Bills, Chiefs, uh, Bengals, get eliminated in the first round. Like, I would expect two of those three to be the AFC championship, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, like last year we got a classic between the Bills and the Chiefs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I hopefully, like, this year we get it again, maybe in the championship round this time. But if... If Patrick Mahomes has to go to Buffalo in January, man. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Oh, last, let, me, let me tell you something. Last year, the NFL playoffs were really, really good. This year, really it good. might be even better. Because the, AF, the, like, is is the, the AFC is a war zone right now. It's crazy. Every time they update the playoff standings after every weekend, they're like, this is what the playoffs would look like. This is what the playoffs would look like. This is, like Every time they update it, Every time it just looks like it would be an incredible playoffs. Like there, I don't ever remember seeing one where I'm like, oh, that would be a terrible game because it just seems like they all would be really good. Like, granted, I do think in the NFC, seeing teams like the New York Giants, who I don't find to be that good of a team. I think the NFC, it's gonna be the top three teams, and I and I'll, the t- I'll and, I will and say what I think Tampa can beat the Cowboys. I hunt. I that's my thing. Two things. One, 
I think whoever the Cowboys play, because I think it can be, it could be Packers, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. And I think it could be Bucks. I think they lose to either of them, arguably. Well, no, they they would play the the, the Cowboys are locked into the five seed. So they oh, would so play. they would play for okay. Then yeah, I think the Bucks could beat them. And I think one thing that always would scare me hanging into the playoffs is a team with a good defense and a hot quarterback. And I feel like Tom Brady has looked a lot better in the last few weeks. He's looking really good. They have a good defense. He's a legendary quarterback. I feel like anyone who knows Brady will say, if you get him in the playoffs, there's a chance he could win it all regardless. And I would say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers this year. They have a very good defense and he's looking extremely hot. I wouldn't want to play the Packers in the first round either. The crazy thing is, bro, so if the Packers win out, they get the seventh seed. Who would they play? Who's the two seed? It would be whoever the two seed is. The Vikings. I think they beat the Vikings, man. But here's the thing. If the Niners win out, I think they have the tiebreaker over them. I think. So then Packers would play the Niners? Yeah. Because that would be such a fire game. That would be so good. Because the so I'll put it to you like this: the Vikings are twelve and three, the Niners are eleven and four. If the Packers win out because they play the Vikings this weekend, they would be thirteen and four, and the Niners mm-hmm. would be thirteen and four because they're not losing to the Raiders and they're not losing to the Cardinals. I don't know who has a, the, the 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 tiebreaker in that scenario, but I think it might be the Niners because of conference record. So it's Dude. funny because it's just funny because the Packers lost last year to the Niners at home. And now they might have to visit San Francisco for like what the fourth time I think, because they played each other like numerous times in the playoffs. But I don't know, man. The NFC is going to be a bloodbath. The AFC is going to be a bloodbath. I'm very excited. You have a lot of storylines because you can have Trevor Lawrence against um, against Lamar. You can also have um, Justin Herbert against Joe Burrow. We know they don't play one v one. Don't be that guy. Like we know it. But regardless, it's going to be exciting. I really don't want to play the Chiefs, but. I think okay, so let's just do this then. We don't have to say like our Super Bowl prediction or who we think so win. But what's your AFC championship and NFC championship prediction as of right now? Okay, so AFC, I'm gonna stick to it and go Bills Chiefs, and then okay. the NFC Eagles Niners. I feel like the Niners in Philadelphia that game would be crazy. Yeah, and I do. Th- I I agree with Eagles Niners. I think Niners might be the best team in the league to be honest. I think Niners are just insane because I think. First off, the offensive system, it whether it's been Trey Lance or it's been Jimmy Garoppolo or it's been Brock Purdy, they've looked solid. I mean, they have decent weapons. They have George Kill, they have Debo, they have Ayuk. Like, they have good weapons and a McCaffrey. good offensive line. <laughs> McCaffrey got him. They have a really good like offensive system, good offensive weapons. And then their defense with D'Amico Ryans as defensive coordinator, they have the best defense in the league. So like that team is scary. So I would say it would be uh, Eagles, 49ers. And then for the AFC, to be different, I'll go uh, Bengals, Chiefs, because I could think that could happen again. Bengals, Chiefs. So yeah. who's beating the Bills? Uh, either the Bengals or the Chiefs. I don't know which one. However, the playoffs work that way. I don't, nah, man, I, 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 could, think... I could see. That's the thing with those three teams is. I could see any of them beating each other. Like, it it could go any way between those three, in my opinion. You know what's funny? So, last year when the Bills played the Chiefs, everyone said this is the real AFC championship. So, like, this year it's going to happen again. And then... I don't know, man. man. It's going to be a really good playoffs and with a lot of, like, different storylines going. And that's one thing I do like about... Not to shit on the NBA, because me and you joke about the NBA. We still do enjoy watching it at times, specifically the playoffs, mostly. Maybe you do. (laughs) Okay, the playoffs. Don't pretend you don't enjoy watching the playoffs. Yeah. But the thing I feel like is NBA media and NBA just overall forces storylines and tries to shove them down your throat. And like, oh, this is the storyline. This is why this game is important. The NFL, I feel like it happens kind of just like naturally, you know? Like, yeah, bro. Like, you would have happened. You would never guess that the Bengals played the Chiefs three times in the last year and that the Bengals have won all three meetings. It's just, yeah, like stuff like that just happens. But in the NBA, they push you, push you, push you, push you. So, you know, every storyline to the point where you're just like annoyed by it. NFL lets it just happen and it works better that way. I don't know why the NBA, I think it's just media in general. Like, I think how they portray it to the original fan, the like just basic fan, it comes off like a lot worse. And the NBA just seems a lot more dramatic the way they they push it to you. 
So, like, I'm not going to be that guy because you're a Rockets fan, but, like, Luca had a 60-20-10 game, and the first thing people said was, how come Harden wasn't getting this amount of love? And I'm like, that's the first thing on your mind. Yeah, and then after- you, I saw people saying, like, well, Embiid's putting up this numbers and y'all aren't caring. I'm like, bro, can y'all just enjoy good basketball? Like, I was, I was literally... We'll talk about it more whenever we get to the actual NBA MVP. Yeah, race but about it. But like, I was at a Rockets game on December twenty third, and we were playing the Mavericks, and Luca went off against us. He put up 50, 10, and eight, and we lost, even though we were right in that game. We ended up losing because he just was dominating down the stretch. He was so good that it got to the point where every time he made a shot, every Rockets fan in the stadium just started laughing because there was nothing you could do. Like. I remember talking to Rockets fans at the game, and a lot of Rockets fans bought tickets at that game. Obviously, to see Rockets, but because they knew we were playing Luka. Like, that, I feel like there's a difference between your NBA fan and then your NBA fan on Twitter and online. NBA fans in person and in real life who don't focus on agendas and stuff enjoy basketball and go to the games to see good players. NBA fans on Twitter and on that stuff just want to focus on pushing agendas. Oh, this stat. Why didn't this player get low? Like, they don't care about the game, it seems like. And Kevin Durant said it best. He said, NBA fans don't love anything about the NBA, and it's weird. And it's so true, because y'all complain more than anything, and I don't get it. Me and Andres complain, but we also don't sit here claiming to be the NBA's biggest fans, also. We don't claim to sit there and watch every Rockets game, every Heat game. We don't claim to sit there and watch every single regular, every primetime game. No, because we know that's exhausting sometimes. Like, there's only been one season ever in my life where I've watched every Rockets game, and that was 2018. And I don't know, if, even if we get Wimby and Harden back, I still don't know if I'll watch every game just because sometimes it's hard to sit through a two and a half hour game and not do anything else. Like, I don't know. I just, it's hard to do that. So I was going to look up when Luca's in town against the Nets, obviously. So they already came here. He put up 41, 11, and 14 in that game. Yeah, like last night we played the Mavs again and they beat us, obviously, again. And Luca put up another triple double. Yeah, I don't know how many points he had, like 35 or 40 or something. But he had like 13, 35, yeah. 35, 12, and 13. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's a normal thing for him to just put up video game type stats. And it's crazy. It, it, and- enough, enough about Peach Ball for a second. So <laughs> um, so okay, so let me tell you my perspective. Jalen Hurts has an argument to be MVP. However, two years ago. When Patrick Mahomes was like 11-1, 11-3, whatever it was, they said he was like third in the MVP race. So, like, I don't understand why Mahomes couldn't win MVP back then and Jalen Hurts has to win it now. Yeah. QB wins QB wins is not a stat. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is, is a very good quarterback and the main reason the Eagles are that good. But at the same time, you look at Mahomes' numbers and you watch the Chiefs play and it's just like, what are we watching? Yeah. That's why I'm I'm sure you saw that Joy Taylor clip where she was like saying the whole Jalen Hurts thing. I don't know if you did or didn't. But no, she was saying, no. oh, she was talking about how Jalen Hurts should be MVP. And she was like, why are we pushing this on Mahomes? Because if Mahomes did this, blah, blah, blah. And she was pretty much saying, so I want everyone to know if there's a situation like this in the future, I'm going to be annoying about it. And I'm going to make sure I push this person as MVP. It's kind of like, well, why not? I feel like it's easy to see why people would have Mahomes over Hurts, but she's acting like it's outrageous to think that and that Mahomes has no argument over Hurts and Hurts is clearly the MVP, which I don't think is the case. I personally think Mahomes has been the best player in the NFL this year. I think Easily. he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he's the best quarterback we've had, minus Brady. I think he's probably the best quarterback of our generation. I don't even know how much longer Brady will technically be part of our generation because he's like 75 years old, but... So are we, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I just think Mahomes, everyone came into this season saying that losing Tyreek, the defense not being as strong, the Chiefs were going to take a big step back. Everyone, everyone had the Broncos, everyone was predicting the that Raiders. Division, that yeah. division, everyone was like, Broncos, they're so good. They're going to be in playoffs. Raiders, they're so good. They're going to be in playoffs. Chargers, they're so good. They're going to be in playoffs. Chiefs, they might be able to make the playoffs, but they're they're, they're going to struggle this year. Meanwhile, they're the only ones from that division who are going to make the playoffs. Well, Chargers now, because Chargers have stepped up. But they're the best team in that division by far. And it's because of him. Like, yes, Kelsey, he's been best tight end in the league. One of the best tight ends we've ever seen. Their defense stepped it up at times. Their offensive weapons, they're decent. But if they don't have Mahomes, they're not even a playoff team. I'm sorry. They're not even a playoff team. So we got to stop pretending that 
what he's doing is normal and it's not worthy of MVP. And I know how people are going to hate this, but Jalen Hurts is injured. That plays a part. You can't be getting injured. That's what happened with Carson Wentz. I didn't see Joy Taylor complaining then when Carson Wentz got hurt and he didn't win MVP. This happens. That's how it's worked for ever. Every time someone gets injured, it hurts their MVP chances. And if you think that doesn't make sense, availability is the best ability. Sorry to break it to you, that's just how it is. And he's not available right now. He's hurt. So that's gonna hurt it, go against him. And that's just how it works. Mahomes is the MVP. I think it's as simple as that. Mahomes is the MVP. And that's all I think there is to it. Damn, bars. Like I just, Joy Taylor annoys the shit out of me, man. She just is, the, she's that NBA type person for the NFL though. She just wants to push agendas and it's annoying. Like that's not, what NFL fans like to see. That's not what did you know her did you know her brother played in the NFL? Did you know that? Yeah, and that's what's funny is she was talking about that bullshit about Jeff Saturday getting his job because of who he knows and what bitch, who would you be without your brother? Come on now. And you dated it. No, like I'm sorry, I don't care. Call me what you want. Everyone else is saying it too. She has no right to talk about getting where you are because you know people. Let's be real. Come on. <laughs> Every show you've been on, you've been annoying. <laughs> annoying <bro. laughs> No, I hear you. I, 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 the, the media personalities on TV are just funny. It's the same thing with like Colin Cowherd. Like, like last week when we lost to the Packers, I, I, I knew that he was gonna like, like murder two on TV. But it is what it is. Um, if we're gonna talk about the Dolphins, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. Um, hopefully Teddy, Teddy Ice can get us to the playoffs. Yeah, I feel for Tua. He stays getting injured. That's scary. Like his career is not gonna be much longer at this rate. I think it'll be fine. I mean, how many concussions does he have? Like four, three this season alone or something? Two. Two? Bro, like, and they're bad concussions too. Like they've talked about they're pretty bad ones. So like he started like his hands start, I don't know, it was scary. And the fact that they kept showing it on TV got a lot of people annoyed. Like, I don't know. I hope he's okay. I hope he can stay healthy, but it worries me. And I I don't like seeing a career shortened by injury, especially ones who have a lot of potential like Tua good people like Tua seems like a very good guy everyone in the locker room seems to love him I don't know I hope he can find a way to stay healthy yeah we'll see what happens but Patrick Mahomes clear MVP I will say this even though I hate the Cowboys seeing Cowboys Eagles one more time would be fire but at the same time I'm not gonna root for the Cowboys against the Buccaneers sorry I'm excited. I'm excited to see what storyline Roger Goodell has in store for us this year. Because like like Bills Niners would be a fire ass Super Bowl. You know, we're talking about two teams. Well, one team that's never won the Super Bowl, one team that hasn't won since like Joe Montana. So that would be a great storyline. Um, obviously the Chiefs winning another Super Bowl would be a great storyline. Um, the Eagles winning would be a great storyline because obviously Sirianni is a rookie head coach or whatever. They're like four years removed from their um, um, first Super Bowl. Um, who else? You got the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl and actually winning it this time. You got um, or second year Trevor Lawrence making a deep Trevor Trevor Lawrence making a deep playoff run. He's looked Herbert. hot lately, bro. He looks so good. He's looked really good. He's been slinging that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? The Vikings finally achieving a Super Bowl in their franchise history. The Cowboys yeah, finally crazy. won. Like the Giants finally making the playoffs after six years. Six years, obviously six years. So I'm saying. The NFC doesn't have a lot of bottom tier um, playoff teams, but the top four-ish is disgusting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, if there's one team that would lose, it's the Vikings. I'm not going to lie. But hopefully That's they don't. I, hopefully I, think, they don't. I think there's seven like top tier NFL teams this year. And I think in the NFC, it's the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. and the uh, Vikings. And then you got the Bills, and then the, and the AFC, Chiefs, it's Bills, Chiefs, and, and the Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Yeah. So I think those seven. I think the Super Bowl winner. I know this is kind of lame to say, but I feel like it has to be between those seven. Like the Super Bowl winner. Like I would be. Well, I guess you. I could see the Bucks making a deep playoff run, just because when you get Tom Brady in the playoffs. But I. I don't expect Chargers to. Move, move I don't think. All. Don't expect Giants. Don't expect Washington. Don't expect Jacksonville. Like I don't know. I feel like those are teams. While they're good and could put up a good fight and maybe upset one team, I feel like they're kind of a stepping stone for the better teams to get where they want to be. I don't think um, the Bucks are going to beat the Eagles if they beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles do get the I do I think the Eagles do get the one seed and I think the Bucks do end up with the four seed. And bro, it was funny because people were complaining. How are the Jaguars and the Bucks are going to get a, a home game? And I'm like. 
So you want it to, for divisions to not matter? And like, so why are we having divisions in, the, in that, every see, sport? See, that's so dumb because I'm. Sh it's always fans like, and I'm not even saying necessarily Cowboy fans are saying this, but Cowboys fans are probably annoyed. How come we'd have to play on the road even though we're four games better than the Bucks or whatever? Meanwhile, if you go back five years ago, the NFC East was the worst division in the NFL and y'all were benefiting from that. So like, that's just how the NFL plays out. Time, as time goes on, different divisions will benefit, different divisions will suffer from it. That's just how it goes. You can't choose when to complain about it and choose when to ignore it because it's benefiting you. Like, that's just how it works. If you're truly that much better than them, like Cowboys fans thinking, they think they're a Super Bowl contending team, go beat them. Simple as that. Like, I'm sorry. I, I like, I think that's ridiculous. And we saw last year, multiple different times, home field advantage doesn't necessarily mean everything because we saw a lot of away teams winning. Like, if you're that much better than them, go beat them. Simple as that. The Niners won in the snow last year. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't care. These, these games still have to get played, man. I don't think people realize mm -hmm. that. Yo, that Rams-Bucks game last year was really good. I just have to say that. Which one? The divisional game between the Rams and the Bucks that Matthew Stafford aired it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That game. I, just, I, just I, I thought Bucks were going to win that, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, after they came back, I was like, Tom Brady, man, that that black magic of his. Is <laughs> he's something, man. He's just inevitable. Like, he's always there. Like, even bro, this like, year. I don't understand NFL... how people hate him at this. Like, bro, so I'm in a group chat with Dolphins fans, right? And people are like, how do you how do you like Brady this and that and you're a Dolphins fan? I'm like, bro, like, number one, he's not on the Patriots anymore. Like, I don't have to hate him. Like, yeah. like it's, people in their logic are just... So last year I was rooting for the Bills against the Chiefs, right? In the in the in the divisional game, people are like, oh, why are you rooting for the Bills? You're a Dolphins fan, like, bro. I'm not 16 years old anymore. Like, there's no like rivalries <laughs> and shit, man. Yeah. Like, do I miss being uh, what's that called? Like, not an um. Oh my god. There's a, there's a specific word for it for fans that like don't see any other way. But like, I I don't know. Like I, well, the lose, but like. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. It's not biased, but like there's a specific word for it. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I just hate like fans that are like that. You know, but yeah. nonetheless, Eric, um, Super Bowl predictions right now. Gun to your head. Um, I'll go Chiefs 49ers. Ooh, yeah, I'll go. No, I'll go Bengals 49ers. Fuck it, give me Bengals. Bengals 49ers. Okay, I'll go Bills Eagles to go different. I can see that. All right, we'll see how it goes. I uh, we'll talk about it more like once the actual playoff bracket is set. We'll give like our full prediction. Yeah, because now with my schedule this semester, I'm gonna have more flexibility. So we'll definitely yeah, get yeah. more episodes in. Moving on to our second topic of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally have something worth of seeing in Peach Ball. The MVP race. Now, the MVP race in the past has been close between like two or three candidates. This year we have at least six candidates that could easily win it easily i'm gonna say easily win it and they have an argument for it you got nikola jokic luka Doncic, joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, kevin durant and mr jason tatum every single candidate has an argument however eric who do you think is the mvp right now i know it's gonna be kind of a basic answer because He's won it back-to-back -back times already, but I think I'd have to go Jokic just because, I mean, he's putting up the production and stats that you want to see from an MVP. Like, what is he? 26, 11, and 9. Like, nearly averaging a triple-double. He's doing it on insane efficiency, like efficiency we've never really seen from a scorer with that, with that volume of a scorer. And they're second in the West right now. Like, I think, for me... He would have the slight edge, but like you said, this is kind of the type of MVP race where I would understand an argument for Durant because the Nets have been extremely hot lately. I would understand an argument from Tatum because they're the best team in the league probably. I would understand an argument from Giannis because he's a two-way freak who is on a top five team in the NBA. Like Embiid, he's putting up crazy stats that might not be getting talked about as much while he's still an incredible defender and the Sixers are finding their way. Like, I think all of them have a solid argument. Luka is obviously putting up stupid stats every game. Like, each of them have their argument. I think right now, I would just probably end up going with the boring answer of Jokic again, even though voter fatigue might be a thing this year. Who knows? I don't know. If Bro, I but like, okay. Voter. I don't know if I buy into voter fatigue necessarily being a thing even, 
because so why does border back, fatigue have to be a thing though i don't think it necessarily is because even every time people do that they're like well if you go back to 2011 when derrick rose won over lebron if you go back to this year if you go back to this year when michael jones won if you go back, every time you do that the guy who won mvp arguably was better and deserved the mvp over them so i think voter fatigue is a way of just saying well that my guy should have won i think but whatever like it's just a way of crying about it and not being able to defend it with actual reasoning and just saying the voters just didn't want to like like come on you're gonna tell me that if jokic averages like 50 points a game he shouldn't win mvp because of voter fatigue yeah that's not i i i don't think that's necessarily a thing i think jokic is the mvp right now but i don't know like i said you can hear an argument for all five of them because i think it's all very close all six all six sorry yeah all <laughs> five of the other guys but who would you have? I mean, I want to say Jokic as well. I want to say Jokic as well, just because I want to see the the fake outrage that Twitter's gonna have if they see um, Jokic win another MVP. Because like, <clears throat> obviously, I'm not a guru of basketball, but seeing like Jokic this year, in my humble opinion, from what I've seen, has been better than the previous two years. I'm not talking about the numbers. I don't care about the numbers. I'm talking about like him in general, him mm-hmm. as a passer him as him efficiently like his three ball hasn't even been all there yet and he's dominating people in the paint like he's Shaq. yeah it's ridiculous I, what is he i was just looking he's shooting 67 percent on twos this year 67 percent on twos um 32 on threes and like 80 80 from the free throw line his true his true shooting percentage is like i think it's like 69 percent and the league average is like 55 15 yeah, almost 15 points above league average bro like me and eric were big fans of uh, comparing it to like league average when you're averaging 50, when you're officially like 50 percent more than the league like that's got to say something you know what i mean the nuggets are still the one seed the west is a wreck this year like you can lose one game and go from the first seed to like the eighth seed you know what i mean so the fact that the nuggets have been able to stay afloat jamal murray hasn't looked like himself mpj who knows if he's going to touch a basketball court again kcp has been decent um bruce brown I love Bruce Brown, obviously. Shout out to the University of Miami. He's been inconsistent. He's been he has some games where he's really good, some games where he's like really bad. Um, Bones Highland is is not good. Mike Malone is not a good coach. Like, bro, you, you know, really are. You know what does suck is this could be a seven man MVP race if Curry stayed healthy. Because like he was putting up ridiculous numbers too, he and could, he could he come was, back and do it. That's what I'm saying. Like if he, but he's gonna be out for like a month almost. I think so with how close this MVP race is and how these guys are already pushing themselves far above everyone else, I feel like it would be hard for Curry to catch up to that. Yeah, but I mean, he'll be back soon and then probably go on a tear and we'll be laughing about it. But, bro, like, bro, but like, it's just funny, like, seeing Warrior fans on Twitter. Like, I saw, like, 10 tweets yesterday. I was like, oh, if Steph was healthy, he'd be number one in the MVP race. I'm like, you could prove that. I'm like, can you? But he wasn't even MVP whenever he was healthy. That's what I don't understand. Like, I still don't think anyone really had him as the MVP when he was healthy. So, like, he was good, but the team wasn't seeing the success necessarily. I don't know. I, I just, I don't think he was MVP then. And I'm not saying this to be like some hate or anything. Because, like, I just said, if he was healthy, I think he would be in the discussion. But I don't think you can say if he was healthy, he'd be number one because I don't even think he was number one before he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So another player I want to talk about, Eric, that I told you prior to the episode, Mr. Zion Williamson. A lot of yep. you NBA folks, quote unquote, wanted him to be the next Greg Oden so bad. <laughs> this year, Zion is averaging 26 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists. He's shooting um, 62% from two. 37% from three, but obviously he doesn't take as many threes. I think it's 72% from the free throw line. You guys wanted Zion to be a bust so bad just to prove a point. Like, what's wrong with you guys? And he's balling, bro. Like, he's kind of going under the radar because I feel like that Pelicans team is more so not just a like a Mavs or Nuggets type where it's one guy doing wait, everything. Wait, ready, I ready? feel like they're heliocentric basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like... Brandon Ingram, CJ, like all of them are like good players. They should have a well-rounded roster and it's crazy the leap they've taken this year. And it was funny because like people do kind of, it does feel like Zion is one of those like Twitter people, Twitter players where 
player people on Twitter just want to find a reason to complain about. Because even whenever they asked him after a game once, they were like, what's your Thanksgiving look like? And she went, she asked her something, she was like, what's gonna be on your plate? Like, what's your favorite dish? And he laughed, he was like, I'm not answering that because no matter what I say, I'm gonna get clowned for. Like, he even knows it. Like, he knows no matter what he say, he's gonna get clowned for either being like overweight or this or that. Like, it's just funny how even he sees that he's just kind of a target for some of the stuff, which I mean, that's just how it goes kinda. But Zion, he's incredible. Like he's averaging 26, seven and five or something like that. And he's freaky efficient. Like he, he's really, he's insane. So and he's exactly Brandon what Ingram, needed. Brandon Ingram has only played in 15 games this year. He's averaging 25 and four. Um, CJ, CJ hasn't been as good as previous years. I'm not gonna lie. He's shooting 44% from two still, which is good. 37% from the three point line. He's averaging 19, five and six. But I will say this. CJ's numbers don't look gaudy. He hasn't been good this year. It's, it's That's CJ McCollum the last 18, 19, 21, 2. The last six years, I knew. I knew it was six. The last six years, <laughs> CJ hasn't has been on a downward spiral because 2017 was very efficient. However, when you know you're playing with a teammate better than you, you get him all those shots. If you want to see a takeover from Zion, look at the game against the Timberwolves. He had like 14 points in the fourth quarter. He was not letting that team lose. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know if you saw it, but like Saints Twitter is funny. People like the Pelicans are the one scene and you guys are still talking about that team that plays at the Dome. I was, I was cackling. Cause like, it's true though. You know what I mean? Like obviously um, football has always been religion in New Orleans, but now with the Pelicans looking this good, I mean, we'll see. Another yeah. player I did want to talk about. Listen, if you know me, you know how much I don't like Anthony Davis, but this year he's been hooping, you know? Sadly, he got injured again to, to no one's surprise, no offense, but 27 and 12 shooting 62 percent from two like he's been he's been balling you know he's still not he's not shooting 70 percent from three from the bubble again but you know he's been balling but <laughs> uh you're never gonna let that go hell no bro no he was looking like bro he was shooting better than prime kevin durant on the warriors i'm never like that, that shit, shit. and that's why everyone was like i remember that me and you were talking about that we're like that was such an anomaly like he's not that player everyone was like clearly you didn't watch right before the bubble when he was shooting just like this clearly you're not watching the beginning of this season where he's also shooting like this and then right after we had that conversation he fell off a cliff shooting wise and he's never shot like that again like people wanted for it to be him so bad but i'm sorry if ad was truly that good of a shooter and that was normally him he'd be the best player the in the best league. Player in yeah yeah so Literally. but he's not that guy and don't get me wrong he's still a top 10 player in the league he's still an incredible defender great scorer but he's injured all the time the lakers suck and he's not that good of a shooter like there's certain things you just gotta admit. Bro, when we were playing them in the NBA Finals, I thought every shot was going in, literally. It was so fake, bro. TJ Warren going off, like, all. come on now. I'm, I'm happy TJ Warren's back. I'm, I'm glad he's, <laughs> he's, he's still breathing. But nonetheless, um, another player I did want to talk about is Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant had this quote the other day where he said, they asked him about the Christmas game, and he was like, well, I'm probably the reason why we're not playing on Christmas. I thought yeah, that was pretty fun. I thought that was pretty fire. So I, I'm, funny. I don't like Kevin Durant either, but I'm happy to see him balling. You know, he's been injury prone the last two years. Obviously, they weren't his fault because um, I forgot which teammate. I think it was Bruce Brown that fell on his knee last year. Yeah, it was like a out. freak thing. Like, it was an accident where, you know, like, you even if you're not an injury prone player, that would still happen to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we've been talking about we've been talking about joke. We talked about Jokic. We talked about KD just now. We talked about. I think okay. So let's talk about the other guys. Giannis, right? Giannis is averaging 32, 12, and five, and it's been a bad year. For yeah, him. and people are talking about how he's oh he's not top five anymore. He's not top. Three. Be fucking for real. Come on now, bro. Be be a man, please. Like like I, that's what's ridiculous to me is I'm sorry, me and you. And people can disagree. I truly don't care. But me and you are not going to change who we think is the best or second best or third best player. What If you're getting to like the 15 to 20 range, you can start arguing the regular season game sync. But when we're talking about the best in the league, I'm sorry, but regular season games in December are not going to change who I think is the best player. Unless if Giannis was out here averaging seven points. Okay, fair enough. He's trash now. He's not the best in the morning. But he's not playing bad. He's averaging 32, 12, and 5. And people are like, oh, yeah, he fell off. He's not the best. Why? What has someone else done that has overtaken him that much to say he's not the best in the league anymore? Because when we were looking at the playoffs in 2020, 
2019, 2021, he was looking like the best player in the world. So what changed now to say he's not? And I'm not even saying in 2019 and 2021 and all this, I think he was the best individually, but I don't rank players in a way where every other day I'm like, well, this player's better now, so he's better. Well, this player did this now, so he's better. No, I feel like you gotta be somewhat consistent with it. Like in Michael Jordan, I'm sure there were some years where, or some weeks or some series where another player looked as good or better. That doesn't mean they're better than Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean the player who outplayed LeBron in one series is better player than LeBron James. Like Giannis, I feel like has done enough to be the best. Kawhi in 2019, Kawhi was by far the best. And we said he is the best player in the world because of what he did in the playoffs. Giannis in 2020, because of what he did in the playoffs. Like, I think people care too much about regular season when even NBA players, I feel like don't care as much about them. It's just funny because like, if Giannis is not the best player in the league, people are like, who is? And I'm like, Nikola Jokic. Like, it's not Kevin Durant. It's not it's Kevin not Durant. And, like, Luka is probably, I feel like the top three right now would probably be Giannis, Luka, and Jokic. I think Embiid over Luka, honestly. I don't know. I think Embiid is <laughs> you, you thought about it. I feel like I've seen Luka, I've seen Luka do it more in the playoffs than Embiid. That, that's a fair. So the thing about the NBA, bro, the playoffs factor to your position on the table. Like if you go 0 for 30 in the MLB playoffs, you're still going to be a top five, like top 10 player. You know what I mean? Like yeah. MLB playoffs, the sample size is way too fucking small. Like you're really letting 20 at bats determine like people are like, oh, Aaron George is not a top five player no more. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, really? I'm like, we just witnessed the best regular season. Them ever we just witnessed the best almost like the best regular season ever i'm talking about like our time right um we didn't i'm not saying we watched barry bonds but like non-barry bonds season we probably witnessed the best season because of 30 at bats we're talking about 30 at bats which is like not even like 0.05 percent in a in a regular season that's gonna factor your argument like no bro like yeah and that's why like because you could do the same shit and look at mike trout oh mike trout's only been in like what played 10 four playoff game one playoff game three and three three three, yeah, three playoff one playoff game. Game. and it's like and he's what one for ten in those games or something like and the one yeah is a home run yeah I think it's yeah. dumb to look into that because we all know when Mike Trout is healthy he is at minimum and this is would be pushing it the third best player like yeah, I, I I think, think if you do a draft right now he goes number one cool Mike Trout. I not accounting for age because sure there's younger players. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Like I think if we're talking about just who is the best, I'd take him number one. Which is crazy. They have two players, Shohei and him, that could both go in the top ten. Because Shohei is a freak who does both, and yet they're still trash. They Ugh. gotta fix that bullpen, bro. Their bullpen is so bad. I think Mike Trout's the best in the league still, but in the last few years, I don't think he is. If who would you sense. put over him? Because, like, my thing is, when you look at it, uh, and I don't know if it was last year or the year before, Vladimir Guerrero, you could say he was the best player, but then he wasn't mm-hmm. as good this year. The people who are doing it consistently every year, who is doing it? Bro, Mike Trout, Mike Trout had 40 home runs in 110 games this year. Think about that. It's crazy. He's insane. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I think he's the best still. I, I Okay, so as much as I love baseball, <laughs> let's, we, have to, we have to talk about... <laughs> So this is our okay. problem, bro. We can't stick bro, to this. Bro, we get ba- off bro okay, so like I don't I, no, the problem is that baseball and soccer are just like so fucking good. There's, like, and there's so the arguments you can have for them are just the debates are a lot of fun. Like there's so many different ways they can go. Anyway, back to the NBA. Anyway, bro. anyway back to the topic. I think Luca is better than Embiid because I think I, you can argue. Because I think but- you could say let's pretend. I don't know if you have this way, but let's pretend they're even so far in the regular season, right? Let's say they're even this regular season. Whether or not you have Luca slightly ahead, yeah, Embiid, okay, I would, I, okay. What in the past puts Embiid over Luca? Because I feel like Luca's been better in the playoffs in the past. Yeah, but I just feel like, like, okay, so I'm listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit real quick. NBA defense and NBA offense is not the same. No, offense is far more valuable. I would rather have a player with great offense and bad defense than Trey Young over a player with good defense and bad offense. Andre Roberson. By the way, Andre Roberson still has me blocked it, on Twitter. What the fuck is it, that? Is he still he's still really nice? Good for God bless. He's him. still dating that Rachel um, Demita. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the 2K chick. 
Luca, Luca's offense is just disgusting. But like the numbers that Embiid is putting up this year, after people said he would fall off a cliff, like has been ridiculous. So, if you're going to look at it, like playoff sample size, I could see why you argue it. But like regular season wise, I do think Embiid has to have the argument. Like for me, it's all international. I think it's Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, or Steph, and then Luca. And then you think, so you think. I did have I a think, tough five. I, I think, I'm just going to say this. I think Steph is so good that when healthy, he has the argument for the best in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay, but, I just want to say it once. But, I, I, feel but like, I still think Giannis and Jokic is a top two, no matter what. I, yeah, I wouldn't argue against that. I think, I don't know. And that the one thing that really annoyed me whenever people were talking about the KD thing was people were like, what, him winning, him making the finals in 2012 wasn't enough for you? Motherfucker, we're in 2022. Stop bringing up shit from 10, 5, 8 years ago to say why someone is better in 2022. That shit does not matter. Like, let's be real. I'm sorry. LeBron, because he was good in 2009, doesn't mean shit anymore. Like, stop doing that dumb argument. And the worst part is, motherfucking Paul on Twitter brought all these idiots into my... uh, DM or into my mentions saying all this dumb shit and then they would say I would say what this player did 10 years ago doesn't matter to me when I'm like thinking who's better right now and one person said brain full of maggots because he didn't like that opinion and I said okay explain to me then and then they never explained it because they don't know how to explain it they don't even know what they're arguing for they just want to find a reason to agree with fucking Paul or just be contrarians and disagree fucking Paul man this guy always brings these idiots into my mentions. I'm sick yeah. of it. All right, they just want to agree with them and hop on KD because he. They finally have someone, somebody to cheer for. Bro, I'm sorry. I hope Nets get embarrassed in the playoffs. That that fan base annoys the shit out of me. And KD, he doesn't really bother me that much, but we still. He bothers me. It's okay. But fuck them. I hope they lose. And anyway, last but not last but not least, Mr. Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's just a freak. Also, and Jason Tatum has been balling. Yeah. This, he's been balling this season. A lot of people are trying to say that the Celtics bench is the reason they're that good. But listen, obviously with all six candidates, it applies. But if you take away Tatum from the Celtics, like I really don't think they're as good as like with like Jalen Brown as the number one option or someone else. Like Jalen has gaudy numbers. He's averaging like 25 a game. But Tatum has been taking his games to like another level. And usually every single year for the last, I would say, three years, Tatum starts off really slow. And then he like picks it up in like December and just takes off. This year, he started off really strong, and the Celtics have the best record in the league. You can even argue they're the best team in the league. So, I think, like I, I said, all six, I would, I would easily say they are. I, okay, I, I, Eric, I will for say... Sto- storylines, what would be your Eastern Conference Finals? Because I want to see a Celtics-Nets just yeah, one Celtics, more it time. It has to be Celtics-Nets. It has one to more time. And I wouldn't... First, I did just go on that rant. I still wouldn't mind seeing a Celtics-Nets Eastern Conference Finals, because that would be so entertaining like tatum kd Kyrie, brown like i feel like ben I simmons take... simmons simmons i do not miss this, the philadelphia 76ers pa announcer man that guy <laughs> that, I, I, I hear that guy in my nightmares i would take celtics in that series just because coaching and i think overall depth and stuff and i think their defense is just better also like i think celtics have an edge in most areas there but Kevin Durant is a top 10 player ever. He, I know he played bad in the playoffs last year, got swept by the Celtics, but we know what Kevin Durant can do in the playoffs. We saw it against the Bucks the year before, whenever Harden was playing on like one leg, basically. And yeah, he, he had that, that the court. 50, Kyrie 50, was, was it out. a 50 point triple double? It was a 50 point triple double, right? Harden? No, no, KD. Against oh the Bucks. yeah, 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 something like that. And like Kyrie wasn't playing, like it was pretty much most of the series was KD versus the Bucks, who were arguably the best team in the league. And he took them to overtime in game seven. Like, we know what KD can do. The problem is, what are the chances we're going to get last year again, where he gets swept, looks bad? And you can do the whole argument, well, it's because they played him this way. If that shit works and he can't make them pay, for doubling him, because I'm sorry, we, we've we seen other players. LeBron, he makes teams pay for doubling him. Harden, he makes teams pay for doubling him. Curry, Curry makes teams pay for doubling him. We need to see that from Durant. And he was getting doubled bad. He was getting guarded tough. No doubt about it. They were playing him extremely well, but he's got to be able to make them pay if they're going to play him a certain type of way. And I don't think he really did it. 
And yes, every game was extremely close. I don't think Ben Simmons is changing close games. I'm gonna be honest. If anything, I think Ben Simmons is hurting him. I think Ben Simmons is almost a negative at this point. I do not have much respect for him as a player. Don't think he's that good. Like no, but he's been he's been he's been picking it up. He's been better lately. But are we gonna see that in the playoffs? I don't think he'll be that player in the playoffs. So it's funny because last year we had the Celtics, the Heat, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Nets. Those five teams. And everyone was everyone was saying one of these teams is gonna lose in the first round. And then ended up being the Nets. This year, the same thing. We have the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Cavs. And one of those teams has to go out in the first round. <clears throat> so you have Donovan Ooh. Mitchell, who could lose in the first round again. You have the Celtics, who just made the finals. I don't think they will. You have the Bucks, who just um, who have the best who have the best player in the world. Excuse me. You have the Nets, who have this. The storyline of Kevin Durant and Kyrie and, and um, Jack Vaughn. Shout out to Jack Vaughn. He's been in great coaching. Night and day from Steve Nash, which is not hard to do. I could probably coach better than Steve Nash. No disrespect. He legit has and, the worst coach ever. And you have the 76ers, who you have Harden and Embiid. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I think... And the West is a shit show. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who I would think would lose in the first round. It obviously I, depends the, on matchups. The easy answer is the Cavs. I think I that's think. the easy answer, but I don't know. It, it all obviously depends on matchup because whoever it, it it's going to be whoever is the four seed versus five seed. So yeah. I don't think Celtics will be it because they'll be top two seed probably playing. I think that's going to be the top three seeds unless someone gets so, hurt. So if, what's your prediction right now for four versus five? So right now it's six series Cavs. Is that what you think it's going to end up being? Yeah, 200%. I can see that. And if that and, happens, I'm going to pick the 76ers over the Cavs if it happened like right now. Ma- but by playoffs, MB, I don't know. And B versus Giannis in the second round. Oof. I don't yeah, know, man. The East, the East has some good storylines. Like, listen, I criticize a lot of the NBA. Obviously, I'm still keeping up with it. But like the top four seeds in the East, man, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it'll, it'll West, be it'll be fun. But oh, I, I don't. I don't, I don't want to talk about the West right now because the West is a shit show. It's, yeah, there's it's too much still... going on. I feel like this will be easier to talk about, like easier to set what's going to happen. by like, After the All-Star break. break. Yeah, yeah, after the All-Star break, we'll be able to tell easier, like, oh, this team will probably be here. Because I feel like we'll start seeing some teams separating themselves, whether it's high or low or whatever. We'll be able to get, like, a paint a better playoff picture. And we'll be able to see how many of these current six guys barring Steph Curry because we don't know what's going to happen with him when he comes back. We, we'll see how the MVP race looks with those guys. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's been great to talk about Peach Ball again. But to end the episode, I didn't want to talk about Kylian Mbappe. Pele won three World Cups, right? Kylian Mbappe was en route to win his second one and lost. Next World Cup, let's just say Brazil wins it. Mbappe will be 31 at his fourth World Cup and then 35 at his fifth World Cup. People don't realize how hard it is to win one and they really thought Mbappe was just going to come in and win like three World Cups like that. Like durability in soccer is crazy. Like these players run a shit ton per game. They cover like six, seven miles per game. So before you jump to like like getting these guys like goat names and stuff like just remember like the durability and stuff like Pele was a unanimous goat because of he like he won like two World Cups and a half whatever you want to call it but it's not easy to win one World Cup let alone three of them yeah so crowning Mbappe as the next Pele because he won one at 18 and he was going to win this past one like it's not it's not that easy man Messi and Ronaldo played at the highest level for 16, 17 years. And that was probably like the first, well, I want to say it's the first time ever in the sport. But like Messi was not supposed to be this good at, hell, last year they called Messi washed. They don't know behind the scenes. They don't know that he didn't want to leave um, Spain. They don't know that they had, they had to move his whole family. He was gone mentally. This year he's been healthy. What does he have? 43 he's, goals and assists in 29 like games. Best, yeah, he's looked like the best player in the world. There's so much talent in the world right now in, in soccer. Like, if you watch the World Cup and don't want to get into the sport, there's something wrong with you. 
That's my monologue. I would say is, is there was people who were there like, if this World Cup final is your first soccer game you've ever watched, never watch another game because this is as good as it gets. They're Retire. Like, not keep watching. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, fair enough. That makes sense. But I feel like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like for all things in sports, I feel like you got to see bad games. Like you've got to see the 0-0 no shot type games you got to see the 4-0 blowouts where no one's one team looks out you got to see the lows of the sport where it looks boring to appreciate the highs because if my first game ever watching is the world cup final i'm gonna be like yeah the sport's great but then i'm never gonna see i might never see that again so i'm not gonna appreciate it as much we watch the sport so we see some shit games we see some good games but we know how special a game like that truly is because we watch the sport normally we watch every week and i just have to say i'm so glad club soccer is back i missed it it's good to finally be able to see games each week like see holland holland's gonna break the goal record in premier league he's, he's already gonna break it he's gonna like rip it apart oh okay i was gonna say he's at 20 and he's only played 14 games he has more goals than chelsea one of the biggest clubs in the world and he has more goals than the whole club that's outrageous and it's not even oh we're three games and he has more we're like 15 games into the season we're a third of the way into the season and he has more goals than them more than a third it's like what he's you doing know, i was about to say that math is crazy yeah, we're almost we're almost halfway into the season yeah, he's yeah. doing crazy shit and i you can do the argument, whatever you want to make. Oh, well, it's because he's playing with De Bruyne. He's playing in Pep's system. Oh, he's just getting easy tapping. He's an incredible player. Anyone who saw him playing in Dortmund could see that he was going to translate. I hate that argument, and specifically from Premier League fans. And you get annoyed with Premier League fans, so I'm sure you'll understand this. Is All Premier League fans act like anyone from any other league will come in and struggle immediately because it's so much better than any other league. Holland is proof that that is not the case because he's came in and just been better, arguably. Like, he's been better, arguably, than he was at Dortmund. You, The reason they use that argument is because they see people like Lukaku who are actual not good players, and they see them come in and struggle. That's straight up just because he's not good. We saw him with Belgium. He's not good. You can't use him as an argument for Premier League. Premier League is tough, and players who come in from other leagues struggle when you're talking about bad players. Like, I think that argument is so flawed. We've seen other players come in and dominate in the Premier League, like Holland. Like, I, I just get tired of that argument. Holland is arguably, I think, I don't know. You might strongly disagree with this. This might be my casual, like, take coming out. I think the top three players in the world are Messi, Holland, and Mbappe right now. I would still argue KDB over Holland. I think I would understand that because his midfield presence is, like I said, he has helped setting up Holland, but I'm going Holland over him. I just think Holland is that good. And I think he's fire, but man, and like KDB it, it, struggled it, in the world cup. I think like, yeah, he, but the whole Belgium team did. So I guess that's not fair, but I don't know. And I mean, he, we're not going to see Holland in the world cup. We might next time, but that's just terrible. No, he won't. Yeah. yeah I don't think but, so either. Nonetheless. But, I don't know. I, I think they're the top three, and I think Holland is incredible. And shout out Mbappe, like you said, the whole three World Cup thing. I will say I picked them to win this year, and, and I, I think and you were wrong. Argument, I think this whole argument you said though about him walking in and winning three is unrealistic, which I agree. Because I will say, if France went on to win that World Cup, he would already have two by what 24 years old is 24 he, he just turned 24 yeah. yeah so he would already have two by 24 so hypothetically let's change the argument where if they did win that penalty kicks which i know obviously it's a big difference but if they did win that penalty kicks he already has two world cups by 24 and that france team spits out talent sure they might be losing a lot of the talent they have because they're getting old and stuff but if he already has two by 24 years old it's very easy to understand why some people thought he would reach three at some point it just so happens that they ended up losing because Messi and Argentina were no, on but a mission. That, or like that's what I'm saying. Like, like, but like the World Cup is not like the NBA or no. I'm not gonna compare it to the NFL because in the NFL and the MLB right now it's hard to repeat. The MLB hasn't had a, a team repeat in like 20 years. Like, and the Champions League even didn't have a team repeat till Real Madrid just did it. Like, winning a World Cup is crazy. Winning two yeah. of them in a row is even crazier. You know what I mean? And like credit to France. France had seven injuries. They had. Benzema injured and Koku injured. Sense. They had um, Lucas Hernandez injured. They had 
Conte, your favorite player injured. They had Pogba injured. Like, credit to them for reaching a World Cup final again. God bless them and whatever. But, like, they had to finish the job. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. It wasn't one versus 11. No, I agree. I agree. And Pape is a part of the reason why they lost. He he didn't show up the first 80 minutes. Like, I'm not even trying to slander him. Like, I'm being I'm being <laughs> blunt. I'm being 100% blunt and objective. And I do agree. Now that they did lose, and now that he's going to be 27 by his next World Cup, it is a lot tougher to say he'll match Pele because let's just pretend he wins the next World Cup, right? Let's say he has two. He's going to be 31 for his next World Cup. That's going to be extremely tough to even win that then. So, like, yeah, I don't I'm know. For Na- I, I'm ready for Neymar next World Cup. I, I, I'll be fine if Brazil wins. I don't know. I don't think Mbappe gets three, but who knows? If he does, the storylines for that would be insane. Because if he wins his next one, every next World Cup that he's in, people will be saying, can he tie Pele? Yeah. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, this has been everything for the Sports Fellas Podcast in 2022. We wanted to thank you all for listening. We will see you next year. <laughs> uh, remember to remember to stay safe. Um, like I said, rest in peace to Pele. I don't really think Eric has anything else to say to that. Um, like, share, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you in January. And the Champions League is back on Valentine's <laughs> Day, baby. But before that, we will have the NFL playoffs. And we do have the World Baseball Classic next year. Yes, sir. Like, share, comment, subscribe. We got amazing content for you guys next year. Be sure to tune in and peace.